Hey, what's up, guys? This is Justin. Today, I have an interview with a Japanese to English translator from manga, Amanda Haley. Uh, how you doing, Amanda? Hi.、Um, I'm doing okay. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay as well. All right, so let's just start things off.、Uh, talk a little about, about yourself and、uh, any translations you're currently working on right now.、Um, I'm Amanda Haley. I've been translating manga for about a year now. I do a series called Capellian, which is serialized on Crunchyroll manga. I also do,、um, I've done some books for the Digital Manga Guild, including、um, the manga adaptation of Aria the Scarlet Ammo and a couple one shots.、Oh. And I've also done some Harlequin recently. So, how did you、uh, get interested in manga? How did it start for you? I've kind of been a fan of anime and manga since I was in middle school. So, for a long time, I've kind of been an otaku.、Um, it was only recently that I started translating, like a year ago, with, when J Manga hosted the Mega Translation Battle. I thought, you know, it's finally time. I've been learning Japanese. I guess I should finally start practicing translation. So, I put in an entry for all three of the series that they had the contest for, and I got in for Capellian, and so I've been attached to that series since. You talked about、uh, taking part in the J Manga digital comic、uh, translation battle.、Uh, how was that work like? What was the experience like?、Um, well, for me, it was my first time ever translating manga, so it was kind of intimidating, I guess. I think that they had around 100 entries for it this year, and last year I think they had about maybe the same amount. I'm kind of guessing based on what I've read from the judges.、Um, so basically, what they did is they put up the first chapter of a couple series, and you had to write out the script. And、um, from all the entries they received, they would pick about a dozen finalists. So there would be about three. Or four finalists for each series. And、um, then they had public voting. They lettered all the finalists' entries and put them up on the website.、Uh, how, and, long, how, long was, uh, how long did you have to work on the, translating your, the works?、Um, I took a pretty long time last year, like, know, like a couple weeks, honestly. Because it was my first time, I had no idea what I was doing.、Um, they did it again this year, not with J Manga, but with Otaku Mode. And that one, I took maybe five hours on. I didn't take enough time on it. But okay,、uh, generally, just how, that entire experience, like,、uh, I guess, was it worthwhile? Was it, like, how did you, when you, when you was done with it, how did it,、uh, how did it feel to finish it? And how did it feel to know you w a s one of the winners of it? Oh, it was, it was completely worthwhile. I mean, Um, just seeing the script on the pages for the first time was really nice. <laughs> and you learn a lot about、um, translating just through doing it. And again, seeing it on, in the actual bubbles on the comic pages is a lot different than seeing it just as a script in Word.、Um, and the great thing about that contest is that the overall winners get feedback from judges like William Flanagan and Deb Oki. And they have some great things to say about translating manga and the pitfalls that you can run into and what、um, publishers are looking for. Okay, so what's the general process of translating manga like? Like from when you're assigned to actually get started working on it and then to when you're finished translating?、Um, well, first you read through the book, of course, and look for you know, the important emotional beats and any parts that you might have trouble with.、Um, it's kind of straightforward. <laughs> 
is like no um okay just for translation. I mean I mean there's it really depends on on the book that you're working on. Okay. You have to you know if it's a comedy you have to focus on keeping things you know light and funny, or if it's serious then you have to adjust the tone based on that. Usually you start out with kind of a, a draft translation and then go back through it and revise it and make sure there's characterization and that any terms are consistent and so on and so forth. What's been the what's been the challenges of working as a freelance translator? Um, kind of managing the your schedule and getting used to um, kind of the business side of things, things like remembering to send invoices <laughs> and um, when you start out, you probably have another job already, so it's hard trying to do all the manga that um, a company might want you to do, but also keeping up with your old job and kind of transitioning into a spot where you can do both, both jobs better. <laughs> um, since you've been uh, working with different companies, um, are you presented with any different guidelines or what's acceptable, or you don't have to worry about any of that? You just get to translate the manga um, almost however you want. Um, you do kind of have to worry about it. Um, for instance, there are different uh, standards for spelling, maybe all right. Like when I was working with the Digital Manga Guild and their guidelines, they say it'll spell it as two different words, all and right. And then when I was doing the scripts for a Capellian, I tried to do it that way because that was how I had been taught at the Digital Manga Guild. <laughs> but... <laughs> When finally um, the books went up on Crunchyroll, I saw that they had been changing it to just one word. I'm like, oh, oh crap! <laughs> I guess I should be doing it from that way, that way from now on. Um, how was it like uh, working uh, continuously on a series? Like working, uh, I guess, for Capella, you're working on that series weekly, I, or I believe it's a um, monthly. It's a, it's a yeah, monthly, it's, a monthly it's a monthly series. series. So but yeah. we're also filling in the the back catalog too. It's really weird because we haven't finished the entire. It's like 20 volumes in. And that's where the serialization is now. But we've only translated up to, like, volume 12 of the backlog. Um, so when I'm translating the serialized chapters and they start re referencing things that happen, say, somewhere in volume 15, I haven't necessarily read that yet or translated it yet. And it makes it a little bit difficult because you're kind of almost translating backwards. So you have to be really careful about keeping things consistent. Uh, what's been the one thing you learned from, like, working in the manga industry? Because now you're working in the in this industry now. How has it been like? What have you learned since then? I guess the biggest impression it's made on me since, since I started working in the industry is how much work it is. <laughs> it doesn't... I mean, you read a, a volume of manga in maybe, like, an hour or even less for some people, but it takes a lot of work just to put it together because you have the translator and the letterer and, and the editor, and then the people in Japan will read through what you've done and give you any corrections, too. It's, it's a pretty long process. Okay. Um, last, I guess the final question I have is, um, are there any manga series you've been, uh, you have the chance to read in Japanese that you would like to see maybe released here in the U.S.? Um, I'm reading Nanika Mochikate Maska, which is by Mohiro Kito, I think. He's the guy who did Okurano. That's a pretty great series. Um, anything by Satoshi Mizukami, which he has some things coming out now. Um, he's the author of Loose Friend of the Hammer. And then Assassination Classroom is pretty great. I don't think this has licensed it yet, 
that's a Shonen Jump series. But, yeah. All right, Amanda, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. All right, thanks. Okay, readers, that's it for today. See you next time.